This is Savannah and Allison with Gracefield Chatter, where we talk about honoring God with our life, love, work, and relationships. Join us every other week for a little bit of wisdom and a lot of laughter. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, it's been a week. Great. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? All right. A little <laughs> sick, a little on the sick side. It's okay, though. Your it's birthday okay. was yesterday, so that's a plus. It was, and I had a great birthday. It was a great I'm birthday. now starting the last year of my 20s. Oh, it's great. I feel like it's it that's setting me up for a big year. I don't know if it's going to be a big year or not, but I feel like that is. Yeah, you this know. This is the last chance to be in the 20s. You can make it a big year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I just started reading this book on, it's called Celebrate Everything. Oh. It's not the most Allison book ever. 100% yes. <laughs> so she's got recipes in it, and she talks oh. about the little rituals she does with her family as to, like, Christmas and, like, how you just celebrate things and cultivate in your kids, like, mm. being grateful for all the little things in life and not just big things like birthdays and Christmas and how oh. to make things special with recipes mixed in. It's a great book. That's 100% of you, but I, I love life. Here's some food. Someone started on Instagram, and I was like, I need to read that. I need this. This <laughs> is mine. Like me. I will buy this. <laughs> food. So last year in the these? 20s, we're going to find yes. things to celebrate all year long. All Make year it a big long. year. Every day is going to be a great day. That's right. Yes. <sighs> so brightest part of your week? Um, Not we... today, but the brightest part. <laughs> <laughs> brightest part of my week. We have been looking at houses, so mm-hmm. we think we have a potential, so that's exciting. That is exciting. Yes. Brought up part of your It can week. be a scary process. It's 100% scary and terrible, but it's yeah. fine. It's like exciting and scary. Yeah, I'm a little bitter. It's I, I get it. I get it. Um, well, we went to the beach last weekend, mm. and then my birthday, so it's just been a lot of like fun family time and some rest time. Yeah. It's all been good. That's good. So it's not really one bright moment, but it's all been it's all bright been and needed. Yes. After Christmas, I was tired. And then you got to relax at the beach mm-hmm. and then come home to presents. And it was freezing cold, so we just wrapped up in blankets and looked oh. at the beach. It was great. Or ran to the hot tub and then ran back to the room. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. That's good. That sounds fun. Yeah. Oh. It was delightful. So today's episode is actually just one comment that came up in our Bible study group one time that I wrote it down as soon as I got home. I was like, this needs to be a podcast episode. (laughs) So here we go. And it's revisiting Beatitudes, which we did, but this is a whole new thought. So I'll read the Beatitude verse. It's Matthew 5, verse 6. It said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And your translation says they will be satisfied. Mm -hmm. So we were in, was it Matt Chandler mm-hmm. that was doing so. that study? Yeah. Or he was talking about how we can be satisfied by being dissatisfied. Like that's part of the Christian life mm. is to be satisfied with being dissatisfied. So while I'm sick and not feeling great and you've had a rough day, <laughs> let's talk about what it means to be dissatisfied. <laughs> oh, a lot of things are dissatisfactory. <laughs> right, right. What's your first reaction to that statement? <sighs> I laugh. <laughs> I think it's um, mm-hmm. it's like you've got to be kidding. This is like two opposites in one sentence. It is. You know? It is, and I feel like it's very countercultural because mm-hmm. we almost all are seeking like better in everything, right? We want to be better in our jobs, better in our bank account, better in our houses, better in the way our house looks, mm-hmm. better in the way we cook. So we're all we're like aiming for perfect or for right. satisfaction mm-hmm. or you know something. Better than we are. Right, right. <laughs> so this idea of being dissatisfied is a good thing is kind of not the way we generally think. No, 
No. Mm -mm. For me, I get, I really hate being disappointed. And it's something that when I get disappointed, (laughs) I'm in a very bad mood. And I'm definitely not a blessing to other people. (laughs) So it's something I've tried. I'm trying to work on. I don't even want to put it in past tense because this is still a struggle. But... I'm trying to work on, like, it's okay. Like, we're just talking about it's okay to celebrate things. It's okay to get excited about celebrations and to plan them. But when it doesn't live up to everything in my head that I wanted it to be, I can't fall into this place Mm. of disappointment and just be in a yucky mood and make everybody else miserable. Like, that's when it's not okay. And I'm really, I'm really bad about that. I just want to pout. Yeah, I like I'm one of those people that if something doesn't go the way I want it or I get not so great news, I am livid and I'm mad and I feel like I've let everybody down and I am a sourpuss and mm-hmm. I am like a moper. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, but it is. But it was to me. It was a big deal. I ruined everyone. Literally on the way to Thanksgiving with Jonathan's family, my dish did not turn out the way it wanted to, and tears were running down my face in the car, holding the dish that did turn out okay. And he's just sitting there really quiet. He finally reached over and patted my leg. And it was one of those moments where I could just tell in his brain, he's like, I don't know why she's so upset, but she's upset, so I just need to be quiet and be nice and like... You know, yes, but in his yes. head, it's like, there's going to be plenty of food. Why do you care? He just didn't say that because he knew. That is not Because the I was that crying <laughs> that obviously I was very upset about this food that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Yes. But like why I get so upset about that, I can't tell you. Nope. Mm-mm. Except that I don't like being dissatisfied. So next question, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of being dissatisfied? Oh. To me, it's like yucky. Like, it's just a yucky yeah. feeling. Like, ew, things didn't go the way I yeah. want them to. It's not good. It's just a bunch of disappointment and yeah. just crap. Yeah. <laughs> so then feel. what do you think, just first thoughts, when you think of feeling satisfied? Happy, full, mm-hmm. good. Yes, good, perfect. <laughs> I have yep. attained perfection and I am, I am satisfied. For this one second here. <laughs> I have reached the goal. Yes. Yes. That's kind of how I feel. And I feel like it's almost like feeling full to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel full when I've had plenty of alone time and when I get artistic time and I get to create stuff and I slept good. People aren't causing drama. Like, what I could make you good. a whole list. But when do all of those things actually happen at the same time? Never. 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 So we can't walk around pouting because... Mm-hmm. All of those things didn't happen at the same time. But we do. <laughs> but we do. <laughs> to Matt Chandler's statement, what is the good to be found in feeling dissatisfied? From your personal experience, what good things have come out from seasons when you felt dissatisfied? I feel like when you are dissatisfied, or when I have been, I realize that I'm not enough. When I finally turn to Jesus mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, okay, help me. It's like, no, the dissatisfaction doesn't completely go away, but it's overshadowed and completely overwhelmed by the satisfaction of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yes, those feelings are still there, but God, like, completely minimizes them just by who he is. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, when I, more than just those moments of when I'm disappointed about something and I'm pouting, but, like, the seasons of life I've walked through when I just did not like where God had me and I didn't want to be there, kind of almost a Jonah feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, I really would rather be anywhere than where you've put me. I feel like when I look back on those seasons now that I'm not in them anymore, 
There was a lot of having to lean on God and having to get up despite my circumstances and be like, honest with God almost. Mm -hmm. Like, talk to him like, I'm not really happy. Like, I don't really love this. (laughs) But I'm sure Paul felt that way Mm -hmm. when he woke up and was in jail. Or when he woke up was on house arrest. Like... I'm sure he didn't really like that either, no. but I also don't think that's the point. No. Like, he woke up and he's like, I'm blessed. I'm yeah. grateful for my circumstances. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't really like mine. I don't like mine. How do you like gel? Yeah. But it's only because he was living his life to satisfy and glorify God. Yeah. And finding his, finding his satisfaction in Jesus and longing for him and working and doing and living for him that the circumstances of the world meant nothing. Yeah, agreed. And I think it comes from that perspective shift of choosing the work of God over the work of your hands. Mm -hmm. Because if we're just focused on what we're doing at our work or at our church ministry or whatever, we're just going to be, we're going to see all the imperfections. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we see God's work that he's putting in front of us and he's asking us to participate in the ending is much more hopeful and perfect because he kind of already told us what it is right exactly i think we'll just be more satisfied in being like look everything's not perfect right now and i don't really Mm -hmm. like all of this but Mm -hmm. god's called me to something bigger than that and it matters so much more than whether or not i like how many zits are on my face today and i like (laughs) That you know, my stomach hurts. Yeah, I like that that person just got me off in traffic. Right, it's just so much bigger than what we like and don't like. Absolutely, and I think when we um, look in the Bible and look at Paul and what Jesus said, he's like, "You will have dissatisfaction. You will have circumstances that are obviously persecuting you. Um, You're going to have the enemies. You're going to have all these things against you because of me. But Mm -hmm. if you lean on Him and you live for Him." All that other stuff will grow you even closer to satisfaction. Agreed. And I think that has been true in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. just going through my 20s, mostly single, there was a lot of those times when I felt loneliness Mm -hmm. very strongly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the whole time, but there were seasons when I was so lonely, and I was not happy. And I went to God like that. Like, look, I am not happy. I don't want to be alone any more days, any more (laughs) days. I am done. I want someone to share life with. And I was talking to God. So I do think looking back, there was growth that happened because we were talking. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't satisfied and I wasn't happy. And I didn't really <laughs> like the plan he had. <laughs> but what you just said, now looking back, I see what God was doing in my life and in Jonathan's life through that period. And it yeah. was like his story is good and his plan is good. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that one part that I was in when I mm-hmm. couldn't see past it. Mm-hmm. And so I was feeling dissatisfied but it doesn't mean that if you could see the long storyline i don't think we'd feel dissatisfaction no because we'd not. know what god's working and be like gosh that's beautiful right, exactly because like jordan says he's like if we would have met two or three years earlier we would have never never got together you know yeah and it's all about god's timing it even is even though sometimes it does suck yeah and I think, again, I think it sucks because our perspective's limited. Mm-hmm. And so we just choose to see what's right in front of us, mm-hmm. and that feels dissatisfactory. Mm-hmm. And when our own story that we write doesn't come true, we're like, mm-hmm. okay, what else could be better than that? Yeah. I've done that a few times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Been there. Feel that. <laughs> and I think we have to, we can't let ourselves forget in those moments that God is not what is dissatisfactory. Mm-hmm. 
It's what we're seeing around us in our immediate life right now today that's broken and sinful, and that feels dissatisfactory. But it's not God. Right. (laughs) Because sometimes it's easy to blame Him for it, to be frustrated with Him for where He put you and Mm -hmm. why He put you there and why He's not doing it faster, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're like, well, why are you doing this? Why why is this person sick? Why why are you not healing that person, Mm -hmm. you know? That's, I've been dealing with that a lot. I'm like, well, why? Why? I don't understand. Like, you have the power to do it, but why aren't you doing it? You know? Right. And then I'll, I've felt God being like, I can do it, but what if that's not my will? You know? And, and I know everybody says, well, God's got something good out of it. And you don't want to hear that, you know? Not when you're in the middle of dissatisfaction and the world seems like it's falling apart all around you. But it's hard to let go and just trust Him. Yeah. And the, in the circumstances and the deception. It is. It's a constant having to remind yourself that God is good and then asking yourself, like, do I really believe that? Mm-hmm. Because I think we all go through seasons where there's so much bad and so much heaviness. It's hard to grab hold of that with two hands and be like, I firmly believe that God is good and he loves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we've all been in those times. Um and loss and sickness, I think, has probably been the one for me that's been the darkest yeah. in my past of just yeah. watching people get so sick and slowly pass away, and it's right. painful. It is. You're and like, God, just take them or heal them, but, yeah. like, don't just drag this right. on for months mm-hmm. at a time. It's killing us. Mm-hmm. But, again, if God's seeing a whole story perspective, it's it's different. We may not always know, and it may not make us feel better right we then. We may never know. Right. But, again, it comes down to that reminding yourself, like, do I believe that God is good even when I don't see it right in front of me? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy. Oh, yeah. But I feel like and the enemy will want to distract us. Absolutely. And he'll put every thought in your mind that's against what God and who God is that makes you question your actual belief in who God is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now you just look at your past and look at all the circumstances that he's brought you through that you lived through that were definitely not satisfactory times and you're like okay yeah i see there he is yeah there you are and you just Mm -hmm. remind yourself like you are good he is good he is satisfaction even if you don't feel it completely the time that you say it yeah it's so true so true because the other truth to this is that it it's not the last dissatisfactory thing you'll go through Mm -mm. you know we're gonna have to deal with the consequences of sin, which makes us feel dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like for the, the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like the closer we grow in our relationship with God, I feel like the more dissatisfaction that comes around me. I don't know why. I know that we're supposed to have joy, but I mean, even in the Bible, it says that the closer you are to Him, like you're going to experience those things that are, you know, dissatisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you're not you going like. against the world. You're going against the world and not going um, with the world. Right. Right, and I think that does make it harder because mm. then we have the enemy being like, oh, this person's serious about God. We need to be a little harder on her. Yep. And mm-hmm. then Coulter's also like, what are you doing? Like, you're right. not doing what all the rest of us are doing. Why? Exactly. So then you're getting it from people and from the enemy, mm-hmm. and it makes it a lot harder to yeah. stand with a lot of dissatisfactory <laughs> things around you. <laughs> yes. True. So I wrote a couple things that are to be gleaned in seeking God when you aren't getting what you want, which is what we were just discussing, whether it's someone's healing is not happening the way you want it to, you're not getting the job you want, you're not getting out of the bad job you have, you're not getting the relationship you want, your marriage is going through a rocky season, 
whatever it is that you feel like you're going to the Lord about and you don't like where you are and you're not getting what you want if you keep seeking Him and keep having those honest conversations of just like, this is hard and I don't like this and why are we doing this? Um, one is <laughs> the learned skill of seeing that God is enough in and of Himself. And that's the deep satisfaction that Matt Chandler was talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not until we put down everything else in life that we try to find joy in and turn to God to give us true joy that we'll feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. Because things of earth just aren't significant enough to give us that feeling. Right. And if you continually find things in the world to try to satisfy you, even if you're trying to do things for the gospel, but you're putting that above who the gospel is for and who the gospel is about, mm-hmm. you're never going to be satisfied. Right. And that sentence, if you just think to yourself, like, I would be happy if I had Jesus and mm. if you can fill in the blank with something immediately, if something pops in your head, that's an area where you need to evaluate. Like, why is this as important to me? Right. Why do I want this so badly that mm-hmm. I feel like my happiness is tied to that? Mm-hmm. Because your satisfaction, you're going to keep seeking satisfaction there from that same thing. Mm-hmm. You never need to put something on the same level. And it's so easy. I oh, think yeah. for me it's been, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there were definitely seasons where I was like, I need Jesus and a significant other mm-hmm. to do life with because mm-hmm. it's hard on my own and I don't like it. <laughs> right. I need Jesus and a good job so I can support myself. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. I right. need Jesus and a bigger paycheck at my job that I yeah. like because this isn't enough to make Jesus me happy. <laughs> and a good church because that really matters. <laughs> yeah. You know? true. Yes, it matters, but you still need Jesus more. Or I need Jesus and a friend because I'm lonely yep. and mm-hmm. talking to Jesus just isn't quite enough for me and I want a friend too. Yep. Exactly. I mean, the list can go on and on. We've been there. Mm-hmm. We fill the blanket with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And but we will forever. We will forever. And it'll constantly change, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. <laughs> but um, that just shifting our perspective a little bit to see that God is not in and of himself enough to make us full and satisfied can really lead us down the wrong track yeah. pretty fast. Absolutely. So that's something that can be gleaned through seeking God when things are hard is mm-hmm. learning that seeing him as a as as enough is a skill that you have to learn and practice every day. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you just magically arrive at. No. And you have to cultivate a heart that stays there. Mm-hmm. Because we all can be there for a little while and then get distracted again by something else. Right. And it's a very intentional thing. Like you can't yeah. just do it. And I feel like the more times you have to be intentional about seeking him and seeing his face, putting him first, the easier it comes. Agreed. Agreed. And it's a choice. Like you were just saying, choosing to put him first. It's a choice that's hard and means, for me, it's usually putting down my pride to choose to put him first is the hardest part. Yeah. More than other people or a job, it's myself mm-hmm. that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. The second thing to be gleaned is the habit of spending time with God regularly and continuing to talk to Him when you're frustrated, discontent, and dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even if you have to go to Him and be honest, we've had those conversations. I've been crying and spitting mad talking to God before. And like, He's never struck me with lightning as of yet. (laughs) And, you know, I always feel like our relationship has more depth later Mm -hmm. because I was honest with Him about when I wasn't happy. Mm Because he already knows how you feel. So right. you sit there and you talk to him about it. Maybe you can at least get some breathe, breath. <laughs> you can breathe a little bit, you know. <laughs> You're like, okay, 
Maybe I'm being a little crazy. Okay, let's keep going, you know? Yeah. Or, like, if you think about a friendship, Mm -hmm. if I go pout in the corner with my arms crossed and I don't talk to you about why I'm upset... I'll be like, you're crazy. It's going to put a wall between... Like, there's a distance. There's an elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not communicating. We're not growing. Exactly. And we can do the same thing to God. We can just cross our arms and be like, I'm not talking to you. I don't like what you're doing to me. You know, like a little toddler. But that doesn't grow our relationship. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to be honest and yell a little bit, it's, At least you get it off your chest. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it it grows your relationship, and it causes like you to be more brave next time you want to go to God about something, because you did last time. Mm-hmm. Even if you acted like a toddler and kind of had a fit, right? At least you're being honest, which I think is just good for any relationship. Yeah, absolutely, agreed. The third thing is slowly seeing throughout your life that God writes better stories than mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm which we kind of touched on. And that's something else you can say. You can write it on a scripture card, see it on a bag. But you have to choose to believe that. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I feel like I write pretty good stories. And Um, I've been through seasons when I've been like, God, you need to step it up. Because I'm coming up with some good ideas and you're not doing anything. You know, like I'm still single and I wrote a lot of good love stories in my head. (laughs) I have the best movies in my brain. Okay. I have thought of a lot of Knights on Shining Armor coming to love me, and you've said zero. So, you know, you really have to lay yourself down. Again, I have to lay down my pride and choose to believe that God's writing a better story. Mm -hmm. Let go and let God. A lot, that's a lot harder to do. So hard. Because... I think those seasons when you feel like nothing is moving, Mm -hmm. those are the hardest. Yeah. Because you just feel like, gosh, God is writing a boring story. (laughs) Nothing is happening in my life, you know? (laughs) Right. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that was way better than I thought it would be. Right. Or the next season so busy that you're like, oh, I needed that rest. Thanks, Mm -hmm. God, for providing that season of rest that I thought was boring. Yep. And then he's like, you see, my child? Yeah. It is okay. The next one is learning to look past yourself to see that we're part of a bigger picture of God moving. He wants to include us in his work, but if we agree, then we won't always have that feeling that we have everything we want. In fact, we'll have to sacrifice many things that we want. Mm. And I think you brought that up earlier when you were talking about what Jesus has called us to, you know, that we have Mm. to lay down our cross and follow him. And Paul's life, it requires a lot of sacrifice Mm. that we don't always think about especially in the day-to-day when we just want what we want. Mm-hmm. But we have to remind ourselves that we're part of a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Some Christians around the world are sacrificing way more than we are. Mm-hmm. And when God asks us to give up something, it's usually because he has something better down the road, even if we don't see it in a, this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He doesn't ask us to give up good things for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as the world, the worldly satisfaction, it's very fleeting. And I think when we have um, our desire set on the satisfactions of the world and what we want personally, even if they are quote-unquote good and godly, we're never going to get them completely fulfilled and satisfied until we're made whole. Right. And in complete satisfaction. Right. Mm -hmm. All the things that we want perfect, I think, comes from being made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. So we have a desire for mm. beauty and perfection that I think comes from God. And this yeah. is just my personal oh, opinion. That's good. This isn't mm-hmm. necessarily biblical, but I feel like our desire for that is good mm-hmm. because God is perfect. And I right. think he built in us an admiration of things that are beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. But 
it's not attainable here. Mm-hmm. So we have to let go of the striving and the seeking confidence from that, like we discussed last episode, and the dissatisfaction and pouting because it didn't go the way we wanted it to, and realize, and again, turn that admiration to a perfect God. Mm -hmm. And then what you just said, realize one day it will all be perfect. He is restoring that. He gave us that desire for a reason, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen here. (laughs) So So we just need to let let it go. Just let it go. Focus on God and just let it go. Right, the birthday party that you got sick and threw up in the middle of, like, it didn't go the way you wanted it to. Oh, just let it go. Sounds, sounds personal. <laughs> it wasn't, but I just, <laughs> just came to my head. It's true, because I am so bad to sit, sit there and think of something that happened four or five years ago. I'm like, why did I do that? And I'm like, that was in the past. Like, what's wrong with you? You can't go back and redo it. You can't it. go back. You can't let redo it, it, so let it go. Yeah. People will get over it. You will get over it. You're a child of God. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's so it's so hard. And it's I so don't hard. let go stuff go either. I don't. Especially like especially if it's my mistake. I don't let myself go. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I hold grudges against myself all day. All long. the time. All the time. All <laughs> and time. I don't really do it to other people. No. I'm like, like awful what's wrong still? with you? I'm like, well, I'm thinking about blah 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 and I should have done this and this. And and Jordan will be like, That that was like in the past, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I was really like, like, But it matters to me. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You shouldn't let it bring down your joy. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Learn from it. Move on. Exactly. But don't let it ruin your whole day because you should have done something different yesterday. Exactly. There's no point because you can't redo it. It's God true. gives you the ability to learn from those mistakes so you can grow closer to him. Mm-hmm. And one day we won't make mistakes. But whenever God takes me, that will be the case. But right now. I'm still making mistakes. I am still making mistakes. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> Okay, and the last one is, we'll glean an understanding of where true satisfaction comes from. And that's something I feel like if you never, um, I don't know if you've heard that story. Our pastor used to tell it all the time. But it was like a little girl had these fake pearls that she went to bed with every night and she held them really tight. And then her dad would come in when he was putting her to bed. And he'd be like, can I have your pearls? And she was like, no, Daddy, you cannot have my pearls. <laughs> and so she'd like clutch them and sleep with them. And the next day they'd do the same thing. And what she didn't know was that he had a set of real pearls behind his back that he was mm. going to give her if, he gave, if she gave him the fake ones. And finally one night he came in and she was just bawling. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, I finally decided I'm going to let you have my pearls tonight. And she gave them to him. And then he pulled out the real ones and gave them to him. And I feel like... That is so reflective of us in God. Yeah. I think sometimes he has so much better and we're the ones stubbornly holding on to something, yeah. anything that's not going to bring us real joy, that's not going to satisfy us, mm. but we're clinging to it with our whole lives, mm-hmm. all of our energy. Yeah, absolutely. And God's like, if you just let me have it, if you just lay it at my feet, like I have so much better for you. Mm. But you have to give up what you're holding on to, you and know? you have like the death grip on whatever yeah. you have. Yeah. It's like difficult. It is so difficult. It's so difficult. And the fear is real. If mm-hmm. you think about like, and that money is probably the thing I have fear the most. Mm-hmm. When I feel like I have enough, I'm fine. I'm not mm-hmm. fearful at all. But as soon as things get tight, I get so fearful. I don't sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel that tug from God being like, why are you holding on to this? Mm-hmm. I always help you make ends meet. I always make this okay. I've always taken care of you up to this point. Like, why would you... Fear this so much you can't sleep right now. Mm. Like, just let it go. And trust me. And it's so hard. That's hard. That's <laughs> so hard. hard. It's very hard. Especially when you go through any type of 
situation like that, not just money, but like yeah. relationships, anything like that, you're like, you don't want to let it go because you're like, well, what if there's nothing better? Or what if I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you finally let go, or when God basically takes it from you, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> so true. Well, with that discussion on <laughs> being dissatisfied leading to true satisfaction. Do you want to pray us out? I can. Okay. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to sit and learn and talk more about you. We know that our true satisfaction never comes from this world and anything that we can achieve. I just pray that we will realize that our satisfaction is ultimately and completely in you. I pray that we will lean on to you and lean into you and I pray that everyone on this podcast listening will realize that you are the ultimate satisfaction I pray that you will go with us this week and next week and help us realize that you are our ultimate goal for living we love you God amen amen thank you I feel my voice going out already so that's why that. I asked like, you to okay, do it <laughs> here we go that was a beautiful prayer. I don't even know. But yes, it was. God heard me. He did. We hope you guys have a great couple weeks. Yes. And we'll see you soon. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.